Oh, watch this. This is my cool new way of opening beers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that has been working all week. <laughs> still manage it um kevin just pulled a plastic knife out of his pants pocket i did to open the tab on his beer can yeah and the knife snapped it <laughs> but also are you carrying that knife around just for opening beer cans coke cans but yeah cans yeah cans What's wrong with fingers? Uh, well, so I, I trimmed my fingernails recently. Okay. And I really hate opening cans with my fingernails anyway. Uh, just, it's annoying, yeah. but I don't have enough fingernail to get a grip on it right now. Okay. Uh, and years ago, I saw a bartender using like a card, like a credit card almost, mm -hmm. sort of device to open them up or yeah. use the end of a church key or various things. Um, and so like I was struggling with this at work uh opening a can of coke and i was like oh we've got these little you know eco-friendly plastic knives here i'll just use that and it's been a week and it and, just now broke and this is the one that did it in yeah that's uh there's something there i don't know what <laughs> you read something into it i think if the knife wasn't one of those bullshit eco-friendly kinds it would have been made with a strong enough plastic well all of our stuff is uh biodegradable yeah uh, so like all of our in uh, disposable stuff is compostable apparently it's beer can degradable too yeah <laughs> well it's it's funny because i feel like it's been getting weaker like it's been more difficult to do maybe there was as a, i've been wearing there it. was a stress point and this yeah was just the, and it just this is the one the can it that also broke the... weirdly bent the beer tab oh yeah interesting which has not happened before I'm glad I got to experience the <laughs> the breaking. I was super of the knife. excited too. I was like, "Oh boy, I get to show Jesse my thing." So the weird part isn't that you're like using a knife to open a beer can. Like, <laughs> sure, like I I've been there. Like your nails are short. You need you need some help. But the fact that you decided this was so useful that I'm gonna keep this same knife in my pocket for multiple days in a row. Yeah. Just so it is available when I want to open a can. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to throw it away because using it once and then like throwing it in the garbage seems like a waste. It's biodegradable. You could literally toss it out the window of your car and you'd be fine. Yeah, the first two parts of the, you know, 3R triangle are reduce and reuse. So <laughs> recycle should be the final step, not the first step. Gotcha. Now I got to recycle it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take it out of my recycling when you leave and throw it in my garbage. That's fine. It's compostable. <laughs> It'll do better there too. Well, see, you... As you proved after it broke, you can still use it. I can. Like, I don't know that I need to throw it away yet. Like, the end part that broke off is probably not worth it, but I can still manage Yeah, with what I've got. You might have a dangerously sharp edge on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. Kevin just scraped it across his tongue, which made me very nervous. <laughs> Please don't bleed on my microphone. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Let's put some beer on that and see if it was really cut open or not. <laughs> You open your mouth and just blood pours out of it. <laughs> just, just starts dribbling out while we're talking. I've had someone bleed on my microphone before and it was not pleasant. One of these microphones? Not one of these. When in college, the the <laughs> one of the work microphones. One of the nice... Fancy. $500 or whatever work mm -hmm. microphones. Drummer blood on one. That's gross. It was gross. He's, he's drumming too hard. Mm -hmm. Or she. I think it was a he. Okay. Either way, that person was drumming too hard if it resulted in blood loss. Sure did. 
Um, how's the beer? It's all right. What do we got? We got an Oarsman Ale. Yeah, from uh, Bell's Brewery. It's a tart wheat ale. That man looks like an Oarsman. I could have sworn that was a pelican. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a pelican head. But nope, that's an Oarsman. (laughs) It does look like a pelican. (laughs) Oh, boy. But no, you're right. It's that's an Oarsman. It's incredible how like there were a hundred things I wanted to talk to you about. And, and then, I've now ruined all of you them. you sat down and you broke the knife on your beer can. And now I don't remember a single <laughs> topic. I'm sorry. That we had to discuss. I have a thing I'd, I'd like to discuss. I was reading on Twitter as I came up like the elevator today. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, you, have you seen Moana? I haven't. You should see Moana. It's great. I've heard. Cool. That's it. <laughs> no. Uh, so Moana has a song in it called How Far I'll Go. Uh, and it's a, it's. It's a very typical Disney princess I want song. Now, it's well-written. Uh, it's catchy as all get out. It stuck, gets stuck in my head for days at a time. Uh-huh. So it's a high-quality Disney, Disney princess I want song. But that's what it is. It's, you know, the, the protagonist sings about the thing she wants. And in her case, it's to go out on the ocean and explore and be an explorer. That's what she wants. Cool. Uh, you know, I kind of want that, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, Snow White wanted a prince to come. Moana wants to go explore the world. Things change. Improvement. Yeah. And uh, so this guy I follow on Twitter it was talking about uh, something that he really appreciated with the song How Far I'll Go, which is that the composers, uh, one of which is Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. from Hamilton and In the Heights and All That Jazz. Not the movie All That Jazz. I was using <laughs> a metaphor. etc. Yeah. Uh, he rhymes very clearly um, the word daughter and water. Uh, which is, which it works fine. It, yep. it flows in the scheme. It's a bit of a B rhyme, but nobody cares. Yeah. And uh, this guy I was following on Twitter. He's like, I love that he did that because apparently a thing I didn't know is there's a lot of dude singers on YouTube who like to sing Disney princess songs because they're popular. They get some YouTube views. Right. But they almost always like repronoun them to be like male and still change like daughter to son mm. and things like that. If it's sung in the first person. Mm hmm. Um, which is kind of outrageous because you can just, you can sing the girl words. You, you don't have to be the protagonist <laughs> you, yeah, I, of like, the song you're singing. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Um, and he's like, because of the, the wording of daughter and water as like important key words there, like you can't just make it like son because it's not going to rhyme. Because the song doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And so I thought that was really cool. But then as I was coming up the elevator today, I was looking at it. And apparently the way that the dude bro singers got around that was they sing it in the third person. So they sing it about Moana rather than so they make it all like she's been a perfect daughter, not I've been a perfect daughter because they just can't handle singing the girl words. <laughs> uh, that's so. Yeah, I don't understand. Like. I can't even imagine being bothered by saying I'm the perfect daughter in a performance of something. Yeah. Like there's no, there's absolutely no assumption that you're being autobiographical when you're singing a Disney song on your YouTube channel. That's absolutely correct. But they're still so uncomfortable with it. Yeah. That they're very obviously and publicly like figuring out ways to work around it. Yeah. Talk about special snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, and and things like in in like uh, the Frozen songs, they would change queen to king, stuff like that. So they would they would just make it 
Oh God. All male focused. <laughs> Cause heaven forbid you sing a song that a woman sang. Or per, yeah. even for a second, assume their point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a, a thing I learned about today. So is there a chance that who wrote the lyrics of the song? Miranda? As far as I know. Yeah. I just broke the tab off my beer can and I hate when I do that. Oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have been fiddling with it. Maybe I can do this a lot and try to make chain mail like I did one time in middle school. Yeah, you could do that. That's certainly an option. Uh, it's not. I'm removing that option. <laughs> Taking that away. I'm not, not going to do that. I'm not going to try to make chain mail again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like if he did that intentionally... That'd be very clever. It would be. I don't know if he cares that much, but... Right, or if he's all that tuned into this particular characteristic issue. of yeah. this YouTube community. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was it was silly. That's, that's a great word for it. It's very silly and stupid. Yeah. Like, it's barely harmful. Yeah. But it's just so dumb. Yeah, it's just like you're, you're caring way too much about this thing. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Right. You could just say I... And, and daughter. Yeah. And, and daughter. Yeah. And, <sighs> and you know what? It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what's, what's, what could happen that would be bad? I don't know. I mean, someone could make angry comments about it on a podcast, but we've already got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining there's women on YouTube who sing Disney oh, songs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's bunches of them. Do they flip? Gen, like the words for genders I don't know when they sing so songs that men sing some of them probably do but I don't I mean first of all there are less amazing songs sung by men in Disney films because most of the primary characters are women yeah in Disney movies yeah I mean there's there's probably some like uh, I mean the Gaston song which I'm thinking of because Beauty and the Beast just got remade um, yeah he has a good song yeah uh, I mean Lion King's probably got got a lot of dude songs you know Hakuna Matata Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. I only had this drawn to my attention, like, minutes ago, so... <laughs> you haven't fully developed all of your no. nuanced thoughts about it. No. Um, I remembered something that I was going to tell you. Oh, cool. Um, Yesterday, I went to the Zilker Garden Festival. Okay. I think it's called. That's a thing. Sure. Which is a festival at the... Zilker Botanical Gardens, mm -hmm. and there's you know people selling their plants and their plant things, and yeah, it's a plant, plant and plant-like objects and plant accessories. Show. Yeah, and it's a you know the Botanical Garden's a cool place to walk around. Yeah, lots of lots of flowers. Yeah, and they yeah they had some cool things and uh, some cool bonsai trees that I enjoyed seeing. Yeah, and for some reason, I don't know if this was attached to the Garden Festival or if it just was happening on the just same coinciding. day as the Garden Festival. But behind one of the buildings in this like fenced off yard area, mm -hmm. there was was a large model train set up. That's cool. Yes. What scale was it? I don't know, but I know that that's a very important question. It is. For people that's all I know about model trains. Who are into model <laughs> trains. I know that like that's the 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 you know the dividing question. Oh, amongst many that, model train enthusiasts. That separates the factions. Yeah. I hear um, HO scale is great. It sounds like a great scale. Yeah. There's probably other great scales. Yeah, that's the only one I know. Please don't email me. 
Um, no, it's the best scale. But for some reason, like I don't, I'm not into model trains. Yeah. The only thing, again, the only thing I know about it is that like they care about scales. Yeah. Um, I was so fascinated watching these like four 50 something year old middle eight, like, mm-hmm. like white men with big beards and dirty clothes showing off their model trains just showing off their model trains because they looked like they were having so much fun like they probably do it in their homes yeah. most of the time yeah but this was in like a like pretty coming out to big a, space be in an exhibit and they built like this like a large track and they had like a town set up oh, yeah. around it and the trains were choo-chooing and it was really cool yeah i don't think i'm gonna get into model trains but like you don't have the space i don't have the space well, it depends on what scale I choose. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but it uh, it was so fascinating. Like yeah. we like we were just talking about earlier, like being it like super into something, yeah. where, like a, a community of purists, and then doing one little thing wrong. <laughs> like I I think it would be very funny to like get really really into model trains, but yeah. then like you just put people who are slightly too big in your town. <laughs> one scale up <laughs> yeah like mix and match my scales are like like everything about my model trains is perfect but mm-hmm. then i like give them like hot neon pink custom paint jobs yeah that'd be cool but everything else is everything's like, perfect totally authentic <laughs> and legit like one of the guys was even wearing like a shirt that like a train conductor would wear that's cool right yeah that's awesome. I just like I, I I don't know what else to say about it, but like I I love and I think it's so adorable and yeah. fun to watch people who are so passionate about something absolutely like, enjoy the thing. That's fantastic. It was great. I sat like Ellen and I went. And we just like sat there and like watched and observed them for like an hour. Yeah, it was delightful. Watching the trains go around, and then we went and looked at like flowers and grass. Yeah, and whatever. Garden. Not as cool as model bunch trains. Of garden bullshit. Yeah, nobody cares about flowers like they care about trains. <laughs> it's true. I mean, except for the botanists. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think botanists are as into flowers as model train enthusiasts are into model trains. Yeah, that could be. Some of them probably are. Do you think are model train people also into real trains? That's a good question. Do, I I bet some of them are. I bet they, they like, gotta be. Go to train yards and like seek out good train well, I bet rides. The, I bet they keep up to date with like all the latest like train goings on. They read the trades. Yeah. I mean, some of them do, I'm sure. The train trades. Well, you got to know, like, are you doing historical trains? Are you doing modern trains? Like, what's your, you know, the scope of the town you're building? Right. Uh, You want to be historically accurate or, you know, you want to show off the latest and greatest. Are there model train futurists who build, like, sci-fi landscapes? I certainly hope so. I don't know of any, but that sounds amazing. Because, like, the image in my head and what I witnessed was all... Historical stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like an old West town. Sure, setup. but like now I kind of want to see like dystopian future train. Tokyo bullet trains and future train. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's a there's a guy who's really into model trains and also Snowpiercer, and so he like built a Snowpiercer. That would be pretty cool. Is that the name of the train? I think so. Snowpiercer. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's good. I know. You should see it. I know. It's good. I should see it. Although there's a thing that made me angry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was meant to be like a re- big reveal and everyone was like, oh no, this is terrible. I'm like, no, that's that makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same thing. No. It's cool. I'm going to spoil it for you. It's not It's not the big reveal of the movie. Please. But, uh, so, super quick. 
Uh, the train is a class system. If you're at the back of the train, you're a poor person. If you're at the front of the train, you're a rich people. Got it. That's the the metaphor. Uh, and the people in the back get protein bars. They're these little like solid jelly cubes, and that's their food supplement. And they get one a day. And yay, food. Mm-hmm. Um, and the they rise up to go take back the rest of the train. That's the premise. And they get partially through, and they get to the place where the protein cubes are made. Mm-hmm. And they look inside and it's oh no, it's made of bugs. And everyone like freaks out and they're like, Oh, this is terrible. They're serving us bugs. But I'm like, it's the dystopian future. Bugs are a pretty good source of protein. They're super plentiful. Yeah. Like if you're gonna make a superfood, bugs make sense. Right. And like it was meant to be like this big huge reveal, and I'm like Like how dark and twisted yeah, it's they're like, eating bugs. Yeah, it's like, oh that that's reasonable. How about how dark and twisted like all of society lives on this weird train. Yeah, that's also pretty <laughs> crazy, but uh, but the bug thing made sense. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I would not, if you were feeding me a mystery thing that I was mostly fine with and I found out it was bugs, I'd be like, ah, I wish it wasn't bugs. But I'm fine. Like, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. it be like... Chicken? Chicken or a plant. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'd probably get over it really quick. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Bugs make sense. I'll eat bugs. I mean, it's not like a bug. It's not like a... It doesn't look like a bunch of bugs just all squeezed into bar form. No, it looks like a little cube of jello. Like a cliff bar or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's translucent for whatever reason, but... You got those future bugs that are translucent. I guess. Um, I mean, there are people who make protein bars with bugs. I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of weirdos out there. <laughs> They're probably also into model trains. Probably. Same overlapping groups. <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. It's a circle, not a Venn diagram. Um, but, like, there's a lot of bugs. There are. There's so many bugs in the world. There are way more bugs than us. Like, you could never run out of bugs. Yeah. So, yeah, eat some bugs. Yeah. Is there just, like, a big net on the train, like a big funnel? They don't really establish how the bugs get there. <sighs> See, this is my problem, is glossing over these really important yeah. plot points. Well, so the important thing to know about Snowpiercer is it is an allegory more than it is a literal story. So what do the bugs represent? Bugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. It's an allegorical tale of class upheaval. Yeah. And the cycles thereof. But it's probably mostly enjoyed by model train enthusiasts because it's about a train. I mean, it probably doesn't hurt. I kind of want to go, like, take $100 and make the movie Future Train now. <laughs> For $100? Yeah. I could do it. Good luck. What's uh, what's Future Train like? Uh, well, it's a train, but it's in the future. Okay. And there is a large uh, overlord who's trying to destroy everyone with the Future Train. And our, uh, you know, heroes will rise up to stop him. And take control of future train and use it for the benefit of the people. So this is like a evil supervillain has this train that kills everything as yeah, it goes through. It's a killer train. Maybe it like maybe it doesn't go on tracks. It just like plows right through cities yeah. and takes and down just murders people. Murders people. Maybe it emits this gas as it's. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm. Future train. I'm picturing a heist movie. They gotta steal the super train. Future train. Super Future Train? Super Future Train. That's the sequel. Mm. <laughs> like how you had Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers? Right. <laughs> Future, Future Train and Super Future Train. Gotcha. 
Future Train is hard to say. Future Train. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, interesting uh, mouth shapes you're making there. Does Future Train future. have a futuristic energy source? It's bugs. <laughs> There's a lot of bugs. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably power a train on bugs. I'm run out of bugs. It's going to be a real slow train, though. You know one of my favorite... It's uh, not about velocity. It's about momentum. It's about murder. <laughs> <laughs> the future train. About murder. Yeah. Uh, you know one of my, one of my favorite uh, train history facts? Yeah, I'd love to know one of your favorite <laughs> train history facts, Kevin. So, uh, you know mummies from Egypt. I've heard of them. You've heard of them. Yep. Uh, well, so there's two cool things about mummies that are really important to know. There's a lot more than two cool there's things There's at least about two mummies. cool things to know about mummies. <laughs> uh, one of them is that... Uh, it wasn't just like pharaohs that got mummified. Mm-hmm. Everyone got mummified. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a you know pyramid, but you got mummified. That was you know the, what you did. That was the ritual. At, right. What you did with the body. So there was tons of mummies. Okay. And so when we were finding mummies, as we were like raiding old Egyptian tombs, because we didn't care, because <laughs> <laughs> fuck all the Egyptians. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, we had so many mummies. They were used for two really weird purposes, amongst other things. I hope one of them's not sex. (laughs) (laughs) One of the ones I was going to (laughs) mention. I mean, it's like always one of the weird things people do. No, uh, the two things I was going to mention, one of which (laughs) is not train related, but one of which is train related. Nice. What's not train related is they would be ground up and used as pigments in paint. And there are certain paint colors that we don't have anymore. Because they were made from mummies. Did we run out of mummies or did we realize that it was mean to grind up their mummies? Little of column A, little of column B. <laughs> okay. <laughs> were we... So, wait, that's not the train one. We that's not the train. We weren't There's painting no trains. trains. Not, I mean, we might have been, but probably it was more like an artist's paint. Okay, okay. Uh, the second one was, again, mummies were so plentiful, we used them as fuel on trains instead of wood. Oh. <laughs> so... Like, like you have your wood-powered engines, steam engines, right? And we would put mummies on the fire. Like I'm a, I'm envisioning your classic Western image of someone on yeah. the engine, like sh- like th- tossing wood or like right, like you got the coal ca- car right behind the engine, and so you're just shoveling coal into the engine. Yeah, but this one, it's just like mummy parts. I think like so. Shovel- no, I am now. I'm now reading this. Uh, and I'm sure it's wrong. I don't want you to tell me if it's wrong or not because I want to believe it's true. That's a lot of mummies to just apparently have piles of them that can be used to power train journeys. Okay, cool. So uh, straightdope.com has an article on this. Great. Uh, it's a, I don't know if you know Straight Dope. They're a great like, Mythbuster before Mythbusters. Sounds like Snopes, but kind of sounds like Millennial Snopes. Uh, it's been around a lot longer than i mean this this article comes from 2002 okay. so i mean it's been around as long as snopes at least okay um no that was a joke made in an mm. essay and or novel by mark twain so this fact got even better mark twain is listen mark twain needs to stop making stuff up <laughs> i mean i wanted to believe that, that. Was kind of his job what if mark twain wasn't real well i mean his real name was samuel clemens so in a way he wasn't he wasn't real what was Mark Twain mummified? Listen, I know that you're the um, director, producer, showrunner, creative driving force behind Future Train. I am. But I just want to toss an idea out. Okay, I'm listening. Mark Twain has been mummified. I'm with you so far. 
brought back to life in the future. Yeah. We'll figure out how and why later. Right, we'll get the tech guys on it. He's the conductor. He's the enslaved conductor of the train that the evil mastermind supervillain is controlling. Perfect. Who do we cast? As as mum- mummified Mark Twain. Mummified Mark Twain. I need a star. Um, I got to have someone to hold this up. This amazing idea you've just come up with. Bill Murray? Perfect. Right? Yeah. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> let's call his agent. Yeah. Let's, we, well, I got, I got his direct number. Yeah. Well, that's good because he doesn't actually have an agent. That, this, is, this is another fun Bill Murray fact. Uh, he doesn't have an agent. He has an answering machine. Oh, my God. And so you have to just call and like say, hey, Bill Murray, do you want to do this thing? Probably a cassette tape answering machine. I, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Bill Murray's in lots of weird things. <laughs> he probably gets tons of pitches for stuff that yeah. he just like never gets. Yeah. I mean, he was in Garfield. Listen, sometimes you just need a paycheck. Yeah. He was, he was in Garfield too. <laughs> sometimes you just need another ridiculously large paycheck. <laughs> um, cool. Future train. I'm on board. I want to keep working on this. Okay. We'll workshop it. In the future. Yeah. Um, this isn't this is funny because uh I feel like this is actually really weird. I feel like our the episode we previously released yeah. is like one of our best. Yeah, it was a solid episode. I really liked it. Um and it was like episode 40, I think. I wasn't looking at the numbers. It's 39 40 41 something yeah. like that. Um there's a, another podcast that I enjoy very much called Roderick on the Line. Okay. Which is Merlin Man of the Internet. Mm-hmm. and john, I've heard of him. john roderick of a band called the long winters i've not heard and of they him. do a podcast similar format to this two yeah. people sit down and they bullshit for a while and then they release it yeah um and around this episode number in their show yeah they had their it is now their like canonical master episode oh really it's like the episode of the show yeah called super train you're kidding i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> where where John and Merlin are trying to solve the world's the show is about helping people. Okay. They're trying to solve people's problems. Gotcha. They're trying to solve the world's problems and one of John's ideas is a super train. Okay. Which is just a large train uh-huh. in the dystopian future. Yeah. <laughs> that travels across the wastelands mm-hmm. and like helps people helps people and picks people up and you can live on super train and it has a big giant claw arm for crushing and recycling oh good um i smell a crossover right i want to like firmly establish our property okay first that's well yeah it's like episode seven right but yeah we got a firm establishment and then we can maybe cross over i'm in i mean let's just kind of get ahead of ourselves a little bit i'm envisioning a head-to-head Oh yeah, no super train versus future train. Right, like we're the, match up for the ages. There's only one track. Yeah, super train leaves New York heading at 200 miles an hour, <laughs> heading east, and future train leaves Los Angeles on the same track, heading in the opposite direction at 250 miles an hour. Where will they meet and destroy each other? They meet somewhere for the benefit of mankind over the mid east, because you just sent the one out of New York going east. <laughs> <laughs> directions are hard <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna go over a lot of ocean before they meet up somewhere on the other side of the earth perfect they're just it builds tension they're just gonna go off the tracks into the ocean and stop 
What, Future Train can't go underwater? It's its one weakness? Not until the sequel. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of um, totally made up movies. Yeah. Uh, I made a fake bad 80s horror movie series in my head. Great. In college. Awesome. Uh, I don't remember all of them, but the first one was called Oh, Kill Miss Tree. Killer Christmas Tree. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Well, it's, it's a guy in a killer Christmas tree. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So there's not a Christmas tree come to life. No, it's a dude wearing a Christmas tree, singing Christmas carols as he murders people. Nice. I love it. Um, but I like some highlights uh, that I remember. The obvious sequels, multiple sequels that cash in. Uh, I think there was an Oh, Kill Miss Tree Goes West, <laughs> like set in the Old West. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the peak before you got to the gritty remake much later was, uh, Kilmus tree versus Tannenbaum B O M B. <laughs> um, because Tannenbaum was the original idea that Oh, Kilmus tree ripped off, like mm. didn't buy the rights to it at all. It was an old German film. Uh, and same premise, a guy in a Christmas tree murdering people. Yeah. But uh, it was, you know, uh, a Transmorphers, Transformers sort of deal. Yeah. And uh, eventually they worked out the rights dispute and were able to make a crossover film. Good. I'm glad we figured it out. Yeah. I like that. Oh, Kill Mystery. Yeah, I was real proud of that. So the the ne- the next level of coincidence is we're talking about trains, which relates to super trains, but we're talking about movies we're making up on our heads. Yeah. And model, the My Model Train Experience yeah. yesterday, when Ellen and I were sitting there watching the Model Train Experience, we created a movie in our heads <laughs> about the all the characters that were there. Oh. And it was a very um, emotionally driven, sure. slow burn family drama okay. about the um, romantic lives as they have crossed paths between the four or five gray-haired middle-aged mm-hmm. so i'm seeing like men. diner plus model trains something like that yeah yeah but then there was yeah there was uh you know love gained and lost and then there's the children and how the children's lives yeah. are affected yeah. and um uh, who would we who do we cast as the the old men there was um tom hanks is one of them yeah he's the right age he's got the experience from polar express yeah he knows how to deal with trains um jim carrey because there was a like kind of a goofy guy okay. who, who wore a hat. Okay. And he's like kind of Jim Carrey looks great in hats. Kind of the free spirit. Yeah. Um who else did we do? Uh Louis CK was one okay. of them. Okay. Because Louis CK can play like not like not funny at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. He won't have a single funny thing, but he's really sad. Yeah. A lot of the time. And so he's Louis CK. He's a very he's a very, very sad man. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Horace and Pete? No, but I've heard it's very it's, sad. It's very sad. <laughs> You want to see Louis C.K. being sad? It's your show. Yeah, uh, it does sound nice. Um, so yeah, it sounds like the last couple of days from you have been filled with trains, making up movies, yeah, podcast, movie, future crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been. Uh, can, we, can we get Merlin Mann and uh, John Roscoe, whatever his name is, Roderick, Roderick, to listen to our podcast? We should do a crossover podcast, yeah, and we'll flesh out the ideas behind Future Train and Super Train. Sounds great. I really want to like crush them into oblivion. Their podcast or like their train? Their their podcast. I want Future Train to supersede all fame and glory that That Super Super Train Train has has ever had. Okay. You can literally like they, they're, it's a pretty popular podcast, but you can, people, they didn't sell 
Yeah. People like gorilla style made bumper stickers and like big giant stickers that's like black white bold text that say hashtag super train and you can find them all over the country. Oh, that's weird. Like you can just be like walking around the city and see like hashtag super train on a light post or whatever. It's a, it's a movement. Internet's weird. I want future train to be a, a bigger movement a nationwide movement. Yeah. An international movement. Okay. Yeah. And we could just start mailing hashtag future train stickers to people and see what they do. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> just put them in envelopes they one stamp at a time. Know, they don't even have to know about it. No, us, I don't care. Our podcast. I don't care. What a, they don't even have to know what a podcast is. Nope. Just have these stickers and put them somewhere. Yeah. Future train. Yeah. Hashtag future train. You know what I'm thinking though? What's that? Is it too on the nose if... Probably. The, yeah, probably. If the evil supervillain uh who's behind future train mm-hmm. is donald trump it seems like a donald it's trump real thing. on the nose i mean we'd we'd well, here's what we do do we want it to like be referencing donald trump what we do is we go pull um we buy the rights to sesame street okay and you're, just, you're gonna lead me somewhere with this well so there's a character who's appeared multiple times on sesame street who is a grouch elmo yeah mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm a monster. Grouch is different. Sorry. They're not all the same. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Ronald Grump. <laughs> Ronald Grump. Uh, and he was a like recurring character on Sesame Street. In, Th- that's in, a real like, thing. The past, yeah. A character named Ronald Grump was on Sesame Street. I'm pretty Street sure his lot. name was Ronald Grump. That's delightful. Uh, so we cast him as the evil owner of future train a muppet yeah okay so muppets are in our universe absolutely muppets should be in every universe really every universe every universe is better with muppets star trek better with muppets is there a oh man you would watch the hell out of a muppet star trek yes like what's your which one's your favorite star trek movie i don't need a 30 minute explanation We'll just say Wrath of Khan to okay. move forward. Wrath of Khan, exactly the same, like same sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Same exact movie. Yeah. Muppets instead of humans. Well, see, I would do a mix. Because Muppets work best when they are not just by themselves. You You're need the Muppet-human right. interactions. You're right. That was one of the key things of the original Muppet show, and even before that when Muppets were on SNL. Right. Uh, that was a key thing was the Muppet-human interactions. So just replacing the cast of Muppets is not as good as like two or three of the crew members are Muppets. Like you replace, uh, like if we're doing the, the rebooted ones, because you know those, mm-hmm. you replace Chris Pine with a Muppet. Like that's an amazing improvement right off the bat. <laughs> replace in anything Chris Pine's ever yes, done. Yes, just replace Chris Pine with a Muppet. <laughs> Heck, replace him with Walter, the Muppet nobody likes from the new Muppet movies. Aw. I'm sure Walter's fine. He's. I love you, Walter. It's his okay. unique characteristic is he whistles. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's he's no Gonzo. I'll put it to you that way. Okay. Well, I mean, we can't all be Gonzo. No. Uh, yeah. You. So yeah, you definitely put um, a Muppet in for Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you could put a few more in there. I mean, well, there's a there's a classic. Not making this up. Uh, <laughs> a classic Muppet sketch called Pigs in Space that makes fun of Star Trek okay. and similar shows. Uh, and they recently, like in the last year or so, made like two or three standalone YouTube shorts about the pigs in space. Oh, my God. 
Who? Okay, so Chris Pine. Who else is replaceable? replaceable uh, I would. Muppet. I feel like you got to keep Spock. Right. Um, just because I I feel like the the his humanness brings a lot to that role. I think if you make him just a Muppet, you're going to lose something. Right. Um. Well, let's let's do the first. Star Wars movie, Star Trek movie. Sure. Um, so Chris Pine. We'll talk about Star Wars next. Yeah. Chris Pine, you replace with Kermit. Like that's an easy swap. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't even know if, if I would put Kermit there. I think Kermit's a little too high strung to play Kirk. I think you go in a different direction and you put Fozzie as Kirk. Whoa. Hear me out. That does not. Seem I don't, I don't know almost nothing about Star Trek and Muppets. That doesn't seem like a great fit. So, Captain Kirk thinks incredibly highly of himself, especially in the new rebooted universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone who doesn't know his jokes aren't funny, Fozzie Bear, mm. plays really well into that. Okay. And so you cast Fozzie as Captain Kirk. Where you put Kermit is in Bones. He's the smarter one. He's wearier. Mm. He's a little bit tired of everything that's going on around him. I think Kermit can play that really well. Nice. Uh, I mean, you could put Miss Piggy as Uhura because she's the only woman in the cast, and she's the only woman in the cast. Hey, so perfect. What do you know? Tokenism. Yeah. Um, I'd leave. I'd leave Zach Kento as Spock, though. Yeah, because Spock. You're right. Spock needs to be a human. Body. Yeah, Scotty. I don't know if I would go Muppet or not. Neither do I. Yeah. Because I don't know. It's a it's a tough it. choice. He's a, he's a larger than life character, which seems to say Muppet. Right. But I almost like the idea of keeping Simon Pegg in that role. Because say what you oh, will about Simon guy. Pegg's uh, terrible acting or ter- terrible writing skills. Uh, he wrote Star Trek Beyond. Right. Uh, I think he plays that role really well. And I might want to keep him in there. And he's just on the cusp of famous enough to be like a special guest on an episode of The Muppet Show. Here's where I can finally have some input. Okay. Without any explanation, Scotty switches between Simon Pegg and a Muppet, scene to scene. You never know which one you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, in that case, I'd put the Swedish chef in the role. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Swedish chef fact. He's got human hands. How else is he going to cook? Yeah. He's got meatballs to make. Yeah. Historically, that character was played by Jim Henson and... I'm laying on his name. Frank Oz. Uh-huh. One would do the head, one would do the hands, and yeah. they didn't practice ahead of time what they were going to do. <laughs> That's how you make it so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm envisioning a Lord of the Rings film. Muppet recast? Yeah. Recast. Same exact movie. Yeah. Right? Um, The four hobbits and the four hobbits alone are Muppets. Hmm. Everything else the same. Or would you would you use um, whatnots or would you use named Muppets? Would you like cast generic Muppets in those roles? I think they'd have to be generic Muppets because the like the actors were all generic actors. Like nobody knew those actors before That's true. Lord of the Rings. Like you can't have the star power of a Kermit or an yeah. Elmo getting in the way. That's fair. Right? Um sorry, not just the four hobbits. The four hobbits and then uh the cookie monster is Gollum. That's great. Because you need the the single-minded obsession yeah to really drive that no absolutely yeah that's a real strong choice but like it's not the ring monster he's cookie cookie monster but he yeah no i get it and the ring is a cookie yeah yeah you could play that strong 
I, I would watch that movie. I know. <laughs> that would be a really good It'd movie. Be good. Uh, I want... I want the Muppets to come back and do something good again. I've really struggled with their latest incarnations. Um, the Muppets, the movie with Jason Siegel, was okay. It was not great. Mm-hmm. I did not see Muppets Most Wanted, and I still haven't gotten around to it because it just looks eh. Yeah. And uh, the TV show was really disappointing. Really? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen a Muppets thing since I was probably six or seven, oh. so yeah. Oh, well. We should, uh, next time we make Jesse watch something, I'll bring over some Muppet Show DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the Muppet Show was fantastic and still holds up really well. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but man, Muppet Treasure Island, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol's real good. I've seen Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's anchored by Michael Caine, and that's hard to beat, but. Yeah, it's uh, very good. Yeah, it's it's a solid film. Yeah, and that's where you get like the perfect mix of Muppet and and, and human. Person. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because you can't. Because Michael Caine is a um, what's his face? What's a the human. Name? What's the character's Scrooge. name? Scrooge. Scrooge. Right. Yeah. But like that wouldn't. It wouldn't really work all that well if Scrooge was a Muppet. No, you got to you got to have Scrooge human because he's got to be genuinely grumpy yeah. and terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually one of the first, if not the first, Muppet movie that had a human main character. Because before that, you had things like the Muppet movie, mm-hmm. which was, if anything, centered on Kermit. You had the great Muppet caper. You had Muppets take Manhattan, mm-hmm. all of which were centered on the Muppets. Uh, but it wasn't really until like Muppet Christmas Carol that you had a human main character. Right. Hmm. You really got a lot of Muppet knowledge. Muppets are great. Muppet has now reached the point where it sounds like a weird word to say. <laughs> Like Muppet We've hit that point. Muppet doesn't Muppet. sound like a real word. Muppet. 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 Speaking of television shows, yeah. um, if you, I know we both enjoyed very much The Good Place. We did. I actually just uh, earlier today finished listening to an episode of a podcast called The Incomparable. Okay. Um, which is a like let's discuss cool media that we've watched. Cool. Uh kind of roundtable podcast and they discussed the good place and it was a really good discussion yeah. of the good place that I think you would enjoy. probably better than our discussion of the good place a lot better than our discussion because these are like semi-professional media critics yeah. who do this that sounds a like lot better than us who have a lot of really really smart things to yeah. say um but I haven't watched much television since yeah uh except uh working my way through whatever season of uh bake off that showed up on netflix oh yeah see i saw that one when it was on uh pbs yeah so i didn't get to enjoy a new season of bake off like everybody else did because <laughs> <laughs> i went and I'm like oh new episodes i'm like oh i've seen this yeah see one. i like i held off from like watching it anywhere other than yeah. netflix so now it's i got two new seasons to watch <sighs> yeah it's great it's such a good show i love that show i want I want so many more reality shows to be like Bake Off. Yeah. Well, there's a couple other like spinoffs of Bake Off, like the Great British Quilt Off or Pottery Off. Are they good? I don't know. I've not watched them. I have no desire to watch them. Because like I'm already into baking and cooking. Yeah. Like I have enough of a built-in interest. To stick around with those. Right. Yeah. But man, and it's so British. Yeah. It's so British. Uh, speaking of things that are super British... Uh, Riff Tracks just announced that in August they're doing a live riff of a classic episode of Doctor Who. 
Really? In theaters called The Five Doctors, mm-hmm. where the five people who had played Doctor Who all show up as the Doctor from like timelines crossing and things like that. Sure. Uh, and I'm super, super excited about it. Is this an episode of Doctor Who that you know well already? I know it pretty well. I've seen yeah. it a few times. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's demonstrably silly. And like it is, it's not terrible. Like it's not as bad as like Anaconda, which they riffed, which was just <laughs> bad. Right. But uh, I think it is it is it is cheesy. It is a little bit silly. It's hokey. Like it's a perfect choice it's, for what to riff. Doctor Who's always like that. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even when it gets dark and serious, it's actually kind of cheesy and silly. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited about that. August something, seventeenth, eighth, something like that. They're doing. Do you say it's a live thing or? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, one of the things that Rift Tracks has been doing for the last four or five years, in addition to their normal releases that they do on their website, mm-hmm. is they do live simulcast riffs. So you can pay, you know, ten bucks and go to a movie theater and watch a live riff, right. where they're they're usually in Memphis, I want to say. Um, and so they go to a theater, and like if you're near there, you can buy a ticket and go see them live. Um, but if you're not, you can go to a theater like here in town and yeah. go watch them riff it live like in an audience which is an amazing way to watch riff tracks because everybody's enjoying it together right that's why like like watching funny stuff with other people is usually always a better experience yeah because like having other people around you laughing yeah just makes things funnier yeah yeah although i did just watch um uh i bought on riff tracks a movie called wonder women mm-hmm. uh women not woman it's an important distinction uh, and it was, it was on Rift Tracks. And it was a movie from the Philippines that managed to rip off Charlie's Angels like three years before Charlie's Angels came out. Hmm. Um, and the rough premise of it was there was this doctor who is kidnapping famous athletes, in particular a, a well-known highlight player. You know, you know highlight the yeah. uh, the. Most dangerous Fastest sport. sport on the planet or whatever. Yeah. Um, like kidnapping them and doing like full brain transplants and putting other people's brains into their bodies. Nice. Um, which makes it seem like the movie makes way more sense than it actually does. <laughs> uh, but I watched that by myself and it was real funny. That does sound nice. I'm excited. Let's uh, capture full brain transplants for Future Train. That sounds like a, yeah. something oh, that's, that, that, that fits right train. into the Future Train universe. Maybe Future Train has a brain? Oh, absolutely. Future Train has a brain. Okay. Okay. And he's got to work with Ronald Grump, the conductor, to get him to do what they want. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mark Twain's the conductor. <laughs> um, There was a thing in my brain that was just there. What were we talking about before I talked about brain transplants? Oh, funny things. Riff tracks, watching things in groups. Oh, uh, real quick, funny thing. Um, Or first, not funny thing. Uh, oh. Netflix really, really wants me to watch Dave Chappelle's stand up. I've heard good and bad things. I've heard I've heard that like he's Dave Chappelle and he's just like yeah. really good at doing stand up comedy. And then I've also heard that it's just like a bunch of garbage and he's pretty much just like a grumpy old man. So now. I read some of the jokes that people are complaining about. Right. And they're bad. Like yeah. they're like someone needs to sit down with Dave Chappelle and talk. Right. Like there's a bunch of like the thing that I've heard a lot of complaints about is there's just like tons of transphobic yes. material. Like some like real heavy, like not nuanced. Right. Like like man in a dress level humor. Right. But then on top of that, he's just like for a couple of years he's had his whole like uh 
cell phones aren't allowed at my shows and mm-hmm. I'm like super anti-technology. Like he's yeah. just a mad old man. He kind of is. And yeah. I'm not interested. In yeah. That. And I'm, I'm probably not going to watch them. Like there's, there's enough other stuff that I have to watch. Right. That's kind of where I've gotten things like when stuff's problematic or just tough, I'm like, I'll probably get by not watching it. I don't have to worry right. about it. I got enough. Um, I did watch a really good standup special um, called Thank God for Jokes. I started this one. I didn't, fin- I did finish it. I don't know if I finished it. By Mike Brabiglia. Yeah. And I really liked it. I liked it. I did not like it as much as his last special. Well, his last special is like a classic. Yeah. Already. Yeah. But. But it was good. I like Mike Verbigley a lot. Uh, I've grown to like him. I didn't like him as much until My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. Mm. Like I tried to watch. Like I listened to him on This American Life and enjoyed his stuff there. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really until My Girlfriend's Boyfriend that I appreciated him. Mm. And when I tried to watch his older stand-up specials, I did not like him as much. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, I turned off, like, My Secret Public Diary or whatever that one was called. Yeah. It was one of his earlier ones. Yeah. I just, I, I got 20 minutes in. I was like, this isn't doing it for me. I liked um, Sleepwalk With Me. I didn't watch his stand-up did. show. I saw the movie. Yeah. They're, I think they're both good. Yeah. Um, And then I was reading something about, like, really good stand-up specials from the last, like, year or so. Yeah. And I remembered one that was it's like one of my favorite stand-up sets i've ever seen yeah at this point um i think it's called baby cobra okay by ali wong it has a great premise Mm -hmm. and the premise is she's like seven months pregnant oh that's cute and like like visibly pregnant on stage in your face about it she's wearing like a tight dress awesome and like a lot of her (laughs) jokes are about like motherhood and being pregnant and stuff um but it's just sharp so sharp and smart and yeah. funny like I, it's just some of the best jokes i've heard in a long time yeah uh, i have i have a lot of um stand up in my itunes music library right now right because i get a lot of it from apple music uh, and so i often i'll when i'm listening to music i'll just hit random and listen to my entire collection in no order whatsoever mm-hmm. and i've been getting a lot of stand up mixed into that which has been fun lately netflix is apparently releasing a new stand up special every week until the end of the year Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. It's really exciting. I think my theory is Netflix realized, oh, lots of people watch comedy specials and they're super cheap to produce. Right. <laughs> and all you need is someone who's really good at comedy. Yeah. Well, you need a good director. Like you have to have someone who can who can film a stand-up set. But Sure. But it's not that complicated. Yeah. Like you have to know how to do it, but it's yeah. not like it's easier than filming than creating a feature-length movie. Yes. Unless you're Adam Sandler. Did I tell you the story of the first time I got threatened on the way to church? No. All right. Let me start. Is this there. also recently? This was like two months ago. Yeah, I've heard none of these. So I've been to this church like three or four times. Okay. First time I went was a couple months ago. I took a car to go there. Okay. But I'd never been. So yeah. I didn't know like where the church was and it's a kind of church that's not actually in a church building so yeah, it's, it's not a, easy like to a find strip mall sort so of i'm church. like i'm like driving slow around this little neighborhood and yeah. i'm like i think that's the church and then i i find it and then my brain's like okay now i have to find somewhere to park yes so i'm f- looking for somewhere to park and there's street parking yeah so 10 seconds after i pass the church i just pull into an easily available street spot street spot except the car behind me also pulls up right behind me into a spot okay and i'm like that's weird like a coincidence they're 
They're also parking here. They're just going to park at the same time as me in the spot right behind me. No, that's okay. fine. So I put the car in park. I'm getting ready to get out. And then the car behind me honks. That's a little weird. Weird. And I'm already like on edge because I'm, I don't know this yeah, area. You're nervous. You're I don't know what place. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, like maybe this isn't a spot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And the, and I look in the rearview mirror and I look yeah. at the car behind me and it's these like four guys all sitting really low in their seats. Okay. Um, who look very angry. Hmm. Car is very smoky. Hmm. Um, and he like the driver's honking and like waving me to go forward. And I'm like, well, there's not a spot forward. Yeah. I'm in front of a driveway. So you're, you're as far as you're I was, going. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm in a spot. And he just keeps honking and waving me forward. So I just pull out, go yeah. another couple blocks. Cause and, I'm like really confused and freaked yeah. out. And then I just pull into another spot. Cool. And when I pull out, the guy behind me just pulls up to where I was and parks. He wanted that spot. So I guess he wanted that spot and he wanted me out of there. Yeah. Cool. So I got out of the car and now I'm walking. Yeah. A couple blocks back up to the church. And I'm holding my uh, insulated travel mug Mm -hmm. with tea in it, Mm -hmm. which just looks like a black cylinder. Yeah. Right. Um, And as I'm passing by this parking spot, number one, I look and the people who are in this car are like hanging out on the porch of this house. So I'm okay. like, okay, I get it. Yeah. This is where they live. This is the spot they like to park in because yeah. it's right in front of their driveway. And I just bad time happened to be in front of them mm-hmm. right before they were going to park. And yeah. I parked in their spot. Cool. Could have been nicer about it. Yeah. But I parked in your spot. It's fine. So I walk by. No problem. Yeah. A block later, one of the guys from the car pulls up alongside me on a children's bicycle (laughs) like a like this like this red bmx bike yeah and i'm walking on the sidewalk and he pulls up alongside me and he's like hey man like what the fuck are you doing here and i was like uh going to church (laughs) he's like what's that in your hand i was like it's a mug of tea (laughs) like responding to his aggression with like the most innocent possible answers (laughs) that are also truthful yeah yeah um and he just like he wanted to be so mad at me yeah but i like almost couldn't help but find it to be comical Uh because of how incredibly like disarming and (laughs) and non-aggressive i am um but he he was just very like posturing and Mm -hmm. like you know, like, this is my neighborhood. Like, like what the fuck are you doing here? You can't come and park in my house. And yeah. you know, I apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I was just, I didn't know where I was. I was yeah. just parking to go to church. And he did though. He's like, well, if I ever see you around again, man. And then he like threateningly like turned around and went yeah. away. And I was like, okay. That was a weird start to my day. Yeah, that's, that's unusual. Um, So that was in February or, okay. or January. And uh, that was Jesse getting threatened the first time on his way to church. Uh-huh. So yesterday, I'm taking the bus because car to go is way too expensive. Yeah. And I can really easily get the bus there f- for $2.50. Yeah. Much cheaper than car to go. Um, it's actually really nice because I just get to like sit in a chair and look at my phone. Yeah. And then the bus drops me off. It's great. I like buses now. Um, buses are pretty great. But this guy sat a couple seats in front of me. Or I was on the one, like, we're facing, we're sitting, like, along the side of the bus, and we're facing the middle. Internal, yeah. Internal, yeah. yeah. And he's, like, a couple seats ahead of me. 
and I'm kind of sitting like at a little bit of an angle and yeah. I'm just holding my phone. Man spreading. I'm not man spreading. I carefully don't man man spreading. Okay. But the bus was mostly empty. Yeah. Um and I just have like my phone up and mm-hmm. I'm reading yeah. an article on my phone. And this guy who I like barely noticed and wasn't paying attention to because I like don't you're, you're reading your phone. Pay attention to people. Yeah. He does the thing where like behind my field of vision he like waves his hand really big so okay. that i see him yeah and i like shift my focus from my phone which was close and i'm like oh there's a person there waving yeah. at me and i do the like like yeah what like startled conf- uh-huh. confused look and he does the international sign for i'm going to kill you really which is the finger across the yeah. throat and i look at him and i'm like what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? And then he just does it again and like turns around. That's weird. And now I'm like very nervous about doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And I'm just sitting in my chair, not reading this article <laughs> anymore, <laughs> but like looking at the guy, like, do I, do I have to be worried about this? Yeah, like what's I going prob- on? Like I'm not about to get murdered on a bus. Probably. Right. But like, obviously this guy's upset about something. Yeah. I would like to know what I'm contributing to this situation. Yeah. Um, but I'm still holding my phone up. Yeah. And he turns around and he, and he's like, you, like, you still pointing that phone at me. And I realize he thinks I'm taking photos of him or recording oh. him or something. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not using my camera. I'm just looking at my phone. And then he like goes off yeah on this like like something was not well with this guy he mm-hmm. was very paranoid yeah and he mentioned you know he's going on and on and like stammering in a way where i don't fully understand what he's talking about but there was mentions of police and people tracking him and he doesn't want to be identified and yada 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 and like <clears throat> excuse me like being very threatening yeah very angry and yeah. i was like all right i totally get it you don't want me to have my phone out. I'm going to put my phone in my pocket. Like good choice. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing the thing you think I'm doing, but uh, yeah, it's not worth arguing. Probably <laughs> not going to comfort you. Yeah. So I'm just gonna put my phone in my pocket. We're going to be okay. Yeah. You're not going to kill me. <laughs> so I put my phone in my pocket and he just like calmed right down. Well, I'm glad to hear it was totally fine. <laughs> and then we just sat in peace for the like 10 more minutes until and did I got not off. look at your phone. Anymore. Except like one minute before my stop, he noticed that someone sitting way in the back of the bus also had their phone out. Oh, and then man. he started yelling at them. And then the bus driver like got involved yeah. and like told him to shut up and he shut up. That's rough, man. Yeah. I am. I'm glad you're okay. First I'm, and foremost. I'm very glad I'm fine too. I never felt in either of those situations. I never truly felt endangered. Okay. Cause I'm a white dude who's pretty tall. Yeah. And helps. Right. That helps a lot. Uh, but I don't, come across as like a weak person to people. So like the situations never got to the point where I was like, Oh wait, they're like actually going to do something like they're mostly posturing. Yeah. Right. But I also like, I could have easily escalated the situation there. Glad you didn't by accident. Cause that would have been bad, but I'm it, it. I have apparently a pretty unintuitive instinct yeah. For when someone is like upset and threatening to yeah. me to actually be like, 
I'm sorry. I really <laughs> want to know what I'm doing wrong right yeah. now, and I want to fix it. That's probably a good choice, though. Like, <laughs> you want to kill me, and I want to cooperate. <laughs> I want to do whatever I can to make you happy. Right. Like, let's make your day better, because my day does not need to get this bad. <laughs> And so I like I listen like I just listen to the guy and I'm like, "Oh, my phone. Cool. Phone's in the pocket. We can fix this." Like, "You want me to turn my phone off? I'll turn my, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, whatever you need in so this that moment, you yeah. don't desire to slit my throat." Yeah. It's a good choice. And it worked out. Yeah. Bus is a pretty cool way to travel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, generally I, I'm a fan of buses, but Yeah. Yeah, that's never happened to me on a bus. Sometimes you get friend. And I'm hoping like I've been to this church I think it's four times. Yeah. Two Half of those the time. two of those times I've been threatened. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm like getting them all out of the way. <laughs> like maybe I'll it'll happen once more in the next month or whatever. Yeah, and then you'll be done. And then I'll be good. Yeah. But I've literally never been threatened on my way to church before. Yeah. That's that's a weird now experience. It's twice going to this one. So yeah. I don't know if it's me. If it's the church. Yeah. It's probably you. It's probably me. You got one of them real punchable faces. <laughs> real slittable neck. Yeah. Have you ever punched a face? I can't say that I have. I've slapped a face. Okay. Were you acting? No. Oh, you you actually in anger. I slapped a dude. Slapped somebody. Yeah. Were you, are you happy that you did this? No. Okay. No. It was the wrong decision? Yeah. Okay. I mean, generally punching or slapping or hitting someone else is the wrong decision. Yeah. I'm comfortable standing behind that. Most of the time. Yeah. No, I, it was in like sixth, seventh grade. Did you punch Richard Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> was that you? <laughs> if only. <laughs> That's one of the appropriate times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've never hit somebody before. I So I've been in fights. But they were usually closer to like wrestling matches, mm. like close in. Right. And and mind you, this was all like a decade plus ago. Like I haven't been in a fight since pre-high school. Sure. Um, I, I feel like I must have punched a guy at some point in that time. Yeah. Like when I, when I was a person who got in fights. If you were like getting into some fights... I'm sure a punch was thrown. Yeah. I mean, that's likely. But I don't, I don't recall like making the decision to punch somebody. Yeah. But this this slap in the face was this like a like a straight up like you're standing in front of him and then it's just a slap happens or um, was it part of I a mean, larger? I mean, there was there was escalation going on at the time. Yeah, um, I don't remember the full details of it, but uh, I was I felt like I was being made fun of. Like I recall that mm-hmm. pretty strongly. I feel like someone was was being mean to me, <laughs> for lack of a better term. That makes it sound very insignificant, but I. I, again, I don't. I don't really retell, re- recall the details. Yeah, um, I had I had anger issues when I was a kid, like emotional issues. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I've I've worked very hard to be a much calmer and nicer person. Yeah, you don't come across as a very angry person. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but I, I used to be. Um, yeah. Again, you know, as a child and young adult. Right. Uh, yeah, and I'm much less angry now, and I'm I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was in, I was in middle school cause I dropped out of school by like time I was in seventh grade and I, it was some dumb thing and, and I slapped him and then other people made fun of me for slapping him, which did not help the situation at all. Right. Cause you gotta be a man and punch him. Yeah. 
or whatever. And it didn't go well after that. I don't, again, I, I don't remember much of the details yeah. at this point. I'm sure I wound up in a principal's office. I'm sure I got like <laughs> ISS. Right. But I don't know the full details. I'm always wondering if I'm going to, I guess like, should be a little more worried about it now. Like, am I going to find myself in a situation where a punch needs to be thrown? I, I think the ultimate, my ultimate goal is to avoid those situations. Well, right. But those situations found me twice recently. And you made the decision to not throw a punch. Right. So. But it's possible for me to not be in control of whether or not punches start being thrown. Yeah, you don't have to throw them back. Mm. I've, like, th- I think there's a line where I need to defend myself and I'm going to be like, man, I need to punch somebody to save my life or whatever. Yeah, I get, I'm, but because I've been in fights, like my goal now is like, get to, out of that situation. Never do it, yeah. Like if I need to get off the bus right now, I'll get off the bus. Like yeah. that's fine. Like I will much rather get out of that situation because then, that's better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I, like I've, the, my point is that because I've, I've never done it. Yeah. I've never l- attempted to punch somebody and I've never landed a punch on anybody. So I'm like, always afraid that if i ever did need to do it i would like not do it like i could <laughs> like i couldn't like i wouldn't yeah. know like how to actually hit somebody with my fist yeah because i've had this happen in dreams before huh i i remember having dream fights a couple times okay and because i've never experienced hitting somebody in real life, yeah, I don't have the like sense memory to dream it. <laughs> so whenever my fist is swinging in the dream, yeah, I the punch always just like fails, like it's like I'm punching through water, yeah, like it just goes really slow or it just like lazily veers off to the side and it never actually lands because yeah. I don't, my body's never felt that before, so it doesn't know how to dream it. Yeah. Do you go to the gym? Does your gym have a punching bag? I could just go punch a punching bag. Yeah, that's probably healthier than, like, starting a fight club. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where this feels like it's going. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't, like, want to know what this is like. I don't, like, I don't want to punch anything. I don't like yeah. aggression or anger or violence, like, but it, it, I've just never done it. Yeah. So I'm like, it always feels so awkward imagining it. Like, what would it actually be like for like a fist to like hit somebody's face? Like, it yeah. sounds like a not real thing. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I also thankfully like talking about like removing yourself from situations. I used to yeah. carry a pocket knife everywhere. Yeah. And I realized I only ever used it at work mm-hmm. as like a tool. Yeah. Like, it's a good tool. Opening boxes. It's good and for stuff. cutting things. Um, but like I stopped carrying it, and part of me was like. Like maybe I should have it in case I need it to yeah. defend myself. Yeah, but that's just the same dumb argument people have about guns in their house. It is the and same argument. That's just a knife in my pocket in public, and I'm like, yeah. I don't need a knife. Yeah, like if someone threatens me, I don't want my thought to be like, reach for your knife. Maybe you need it right now. Yeah. Like, because that's not gonna do anyone any good. No. So, hopefully, I don't. Uh, hopefully, I don't die on my way to church sometime. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. I hope I hope you don't die on the church. <laughs> Thank you. Or at all, like Ever, anytime soon. In general, yeah. I need to. I've started. You to, can die at 120. I mean, I'm hoping to go longer than that. Yeah. Uh, because I've. I don't know if you know this, but I've started to drink the blood of younger people. Oh, I hear that's great for your skin. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it will bring me rejuvenation. Yeah. Longevity, eternal health. 
Yeah. I mean, it worked for uh, Bicycle Dude. Bicycle Dude. It worked for Bicycle Dude. It's working for Donald Trump's advisor. Yeah. Peter Thiel. Yeah. Maybe Donald Trump. Maybe Donald Trump. Maybe Donald Trump. He might need more. <laughs> he needs a... He, needs he a doesn't lot. look great. He needs a lot of blood. Yeah. That's a man who's really low on blood. Yeah. Young blood. Young blood. Yeah. Uh, which was a comic in the 90s <laughs> Donald Trump Young Blood. is full of old blood. <laughs> he used to get that old blood out of there and put some young blood yeah. inside his body. Would you sell your blood to an old person? I mean, how much are they offering? Wait, do you you don't drink it. You just put it in your veins, right? <laughs> I don't know what you do with young Did blood. Did I say drink it? You said drink. <laughs> I'm pretty Here sure I am picturing Lance Armstrong drinking big frothy mugs of blood. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't drink it. You just put it in your veins. I don't think Peter Thiel's drinking blood. I think he's he's probably tasted it just to see what it's like. Yeah. But, you know, you put it in your own veins. Yeah. Um, I might sell my blood. I mean, if the price was right. Like if someone was like, "I'll give you a thousand dollars for a," I would I would want more than a thousand dollars. What is it? Uh, well, what's uh, the unit it comes out in? Pints. Pint. They take a pint at a time. They come in pints. They come in pints. I would. That's the name of my blood business. <laughs> they come in pints. It's I come in pints. I come in pints. <laughs> <laughs> I would. How often can you give a pint of blood? Uh, once every few months. No, it's way more often than that. No, it's not. I mean, the Red Cross tells you it's way less often than that. <laughs> But I mean, like, how often can I lose a pint of blood and still be alive? Every few months. Still don't think that's true. It takes a true. long time to rebuild your blood. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, $1,000 isn't enough then. No. I oh, mean, I was thinking, like, once a week. Yeah, you would die. Really? You would be anemic, and then you would die. Hard shift. Uh, I know, I understand more about bike races than I used to. Oh, how? Uh, there's a board game about them. <laughs> a board game about bike races. Yeah, it's okay. called uh, Flamme Rouge. That uh, is Red Flag. Sure. I thought it was Red Flame, but uh, that makes sense too. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Red Flame. Well, what's the Red Flame in a bike race? I don't know. I'm just... Oh, it refers to a, a red jersey. Okay, gotcha. cool. Okay, tell me about this board game. Uh, it's a board game about bike races. And uh, you have a little track, and you, as a player, have two cyclists that you control. Okay. And um, you control each one independently, and they have a deck of cards. And you draw, like, three cards from each from the first deck. One of your bicyclists is a uh, sprinter, and one of them is a middle-of-the-roader. Like, I'm sure they have fancy official names, but, you know, the... A domestique. Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> um, he doesn't go very fast, but he goes consistently at the same speed. Yeah. Uh, and so you choose one of your bicyclists and you draw three cards from his deck and you choose one and play it. Mm-hmm. Then you draw from the other deck and choose one and play it. Um, and your bicyclists move that number forward. So it's anywhere from one to nine spaces. Um, and the deck makeups are different based on if he's a sprinter or a domestique. Um, but like I understood things, but like, so if you are in a pack of riders that's grouped together and the pack is one space behind the person in front of you, everybody gets to move up and fill that space for free, which is like drafting. Hmm. Um, so Uh you get, so you get free movement points. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's hills where you, um, lose a point. Your max speed is like five and there's uphill and downhill and things like that. Um, and the strategy seems to be very much like what you have described bike race strategy as to me, which is that right. you basically want to be in the pack, 
and you kind, but you don't want to be at the front of the pack because that guy's taking all the heat. Right. You want somebody else to be in the front of the pack, and you want to sort of space out your movement and then get to the end and have a have your sprinter then run to the front and get very far forward. Right. Because if you're in the front of the pack, um, other people are getting either free movement behind you and you're gaining more exhaustion. Right. Which are cards that get shuffled into your deck that have very low numbers. So you, if you have mm. exhaustion, if three exhaustion cards, you can only move forward two spaces because huh. you're tired. That's really clever. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, I kind of get what Jesse's talking about with bicycles now. Yeah, it's really complicated. Yeah, it's very strategically complicated. Yeah. So that, I was like, because then you get you get towards the end, and you hope you draw the high card, so you can sprint to the very end. Right. Because it's just the first person to cross the finish line wins. That's how races work. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun game. Yeah. Where'd you play this? I haven't played it. I read a, I saw a review of it online. Oh, okay. I would like to play it. I would I would enjoy playing it. Ooh, I found a game Jesse would play. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be about bicycles. Yeah, I would definitely play that. Well, if I find it, I'll buy it and we can play it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, we can go to uh, the Vigilante Bar, which is the new board game bar cafe thing. Is that open? Yeah. I saw something about that. I went there. It was nice. Looks like they have very complicated tables. They're not as complicated as I expected them to be, but they are complicated. Are they not complicated enough? They could be more complicated. <laughs> I would be okay with that. What are they missing? Uh, Built-in dice towers would be amazing. Okay. Uh, so something you can drop your dice in and it rolls into a little tray. Okay. Um, to efficiently and space efficiently roll dice. Isn't part of the fun rolling it yourself? Yeah, but Dice Tower is a lot of fun, too, because you drop it and it goes clack, and clack, clack, and then it comes out of the bottom. Dice Tower sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I could use Dice Towers. Um, the drawers that they have are not super efficient because they're right up against your stomach. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like offset drawers would have made more sense. Right. Um, so you just pull them o- open Because then you can go to the side. side as opposed to, like, directly in front of you. Where you're sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. The The call buttons are pretty sweet. To like call away. Yeah, you push a button on on the bottom of the table, and above you, a little like sign illuminates, hmm. um, and like moves. It's got servos in it, so it wiggles. <laughs> uh, and then somebody comes over and asks what you need. Um, and in our case, um, like we ordered some stuff, we ordered our drinks, and we we're getting a couple, you know, appetizers. And like while he was finishing our appetizer orders, our drink showed up because mm-hmm. it was on an iPad. So it was, he was like, it was that efficient, which was really nice. Um, one thing that's really nice that I, I liked about the experience is not the tables, but all of the board games they have in their library are in these custom wood boxes designed for each game. Hmm. And so we were playing a game called uh, Eldritch Horror, which is a pretty large game, takes up a lot of space, and it has a lot of little fiddly bits. Lots of cards and tokens and dice and lots of little in like 18 different decks of cards you have to keep sorted mm-hmm. and you open up the box and there's a like laser cut wood inlay with all of the decks pre-sorted and all the bits in a little box organized the way they need to be and the yeah. board and the rules and you pull it all out and so when you put it up you can just put everything back where it goes hmm. and uh, it's a super efficient way to store those board games that's what really i really nice. like yeah and it, like it's a nice wooden box and so it yeah yeah like feels good and- mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were, I was real happy with those. Yeah. So it sounds like you went? I did. I yeah. went. I went with uh, Robert, actually. We went and hung out there. Nice. What'd you play? Uh, we played Elder Tour. Yeah. Uh, and then we played a game called Tack, which was not part of their library. It's one I brought. Hmm. It's an abstract strategy game. 
that sounds I would, familiar. I may have. You probably mentioned, mentioned it. it yeah. Yeah. I would be happy to teach it to you. It's a lot of fun. Abstract strategy. Yeah. I only like bike strategy. Yeah. Well, we'll get uh, flamme rouge, <laughs> flamme rouge, red flame rouge, rouge. An interesting thing started happening at work. Yeah. Um, people started bringing games into the break room. I saw a picture of this. This is something I tried to get going for years. Really? And never got it off the ground. Did you bring in games? I did not. Well, I did a couple times. It's a really? I, I brought in okay. a couple, but they were they're the kind of games I play. Right. They weren't like Jenga and Uno. Right. So this started with Connect 4. Okay. It's a great game. It's an all right game. It's an okay game. <clears throat> um, it's an abstract strategy game. I guess so. Yeah. I guess uh, it's another abstract strategy game I don't like. Yeah. You don't know you don't like tech. True, true yes. Um, and then someone brought in uh, Jenga. Yeah, I saw Jenga. Which is, is Jenga a game? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the, you know what makes Jenga better? A chess clock. <laughs> so you're playing two-player Jenga and you've got a five-minute timer. Yeah. And you lose when the tower falls over or your timer runs out. Ooh. So Ooh. you've got to pull a piece and then slap the timer. That would be very stressful. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Django a lot. Yeah, Django's fun. Uh, Justin and I had a very intense, very, like, it was like a 45-minute long game of That's Django. That's intense. Yeah. Uh, and then he won because I am dumb. You, you do it wrong. You pull the wrong piece. I was, like, my, my hand, I was, like, you know, gently testing pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then my hand literally twitched. <laughs> And I just poop and like poked the tower and it fell just over. Fell over. Like I wasn't even like trying. Yeah, no, just just a hand, little hand spasm. Um, and then someone brought in a game. Yeah, I was like, I've never seen this game before. This has a weird box, and I think the title of the game on the box was like the strategy game or something like that. And I was like, this doesn't look right. Yeah, and, I was, and then I realized that all of the English copy, yeah, didn't make any sense. Like none of the words hmm. formed sentences, and then I realized this is a like. I I opened the box up yeah. and I was like, oh, it's Blockus, oh, and it's just like some knockoff, okay, really really flimsy, cheap, yeah. poorly translated knockoff of Blockus, huh. Which is a great game. I like Blockus. It's okay. Yeah. It's an abstract strategy game. All right. I'm one and one. <laughs> I like Blockus. I don't like Connect Four. Yeah. Is there any game that's not an abstract strategy game? Yeah, plenty. Jenga? Jenga is an abstract. Well, Jenga is a dexterity game, actually. Yeah. It's not really a strategy. No, it's not a strategy. Game. It's, a, it's a dexterity game. Yeah. Are there other dexterity games that I would like if I like Jenga? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one called Go Cuckoo, uh, which I've not played, but I love the idea of. Which is, um, did you ever play like pickup sticks? Yeah. Um, those long, like skinny sticks. You had to like pull one out without like disturbing, disturbing the others. Yeah. So it kind of works like that. You have a cylinder um, and you have a bunch of pickup stick like sticks in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal of the game is to pull one out and then put it back on and start building a nest on top of them. So by like crossing them over and building them around and then putting eggs on top of those pieces mm. um, without letting any eggs fall nice um so yeah that one i think you would like that that is a is like, a dexterity I like, game i like dexterity games yeah um classic childhood dexterity game that i was always yeah. good at is operation yeah that's a dexterity game it's 
very, very childish and simple. Yeah, well, not easy though. I watched um, I haven't I haven't played it before because I haven't been because it looks like a terrible experience to yeah. go to this place. But Kung Fu Saloon on Rock Rose, uh, it's a game bar. Cool. And they have a little like they have like a patio outside, yeah. and on the tables is giant Jenga. Oh. And I was walking by, mm-hmm. and someone had a massive crowd around of, them uh, playing and like a bunch Jenga. of people yeah. like on the sidewalk yeah. stopped and like everyone had their cameras out and this oh, guy that's cool and this guy was like like sweating and like <laughs> delicately working this I mean, yeah giant jenga is really big it is like delicately working this piece out and the tower was huge and yeah looks like a really good intense game of jenga that's cool and <clears throat> I like me and a hundred other people like like <laughs> we all watching this big old game of Jenga. Stood there and like watched this guy try to get the piece out, and he, and he got the piece out. Yeah, and then the tower fell over when he had put it back on top. Mm. That's rough. It was really great, and then everyone screamed, and it was yeah. It was a uh, there's another one called Flick 'Em Up. That sounds fun. Uh, it is. So I've heard. I've not played it. Like these, a lot of, I don't own a lot of dexterity games. Yeah. Um, but flick 'em up is really interesting because you are uh, there's a lot of different like ways you can play it. But this, the base premise is you are cowboys and you have your little cowboy meeples, um, which are little your figurines. Mm-hmm. Um, and to shoot people with your guns, you have a little wooden disc, and you have to flick it at the other people. And if it hits them, you shot them. And if it doesn't, you didn't. Hmm. That sounds a lot like. Uh... In like middle school, like the paper football game, yeah, the paper yeah. football. It's not dissimilar in terms of mechanics, yeah. Yeah, you just have a little thing and you flick it and yeah. you try to flick it accurately, just mm-hmm. surprisingly difficult. Oh yeah, and flick em up adds like you know scenarios and like certain goals and things you got to do, and there are buildings, so you can try and shoot into a building by shooting through the little like crossway and stuff like that. <laughs> nice, I would definitely play that. Yeah. See, there's games there. I've maintained that there are games for everybody. Like there, there's, are, a, there's always a game someone would like. Listen, you just talked to me about a bike strategy game. Yeah, like there's a game for me. Absolutely. And apparently, it's a good game because there's a lot of not great games out there. But uh, yeah. the apparently the this one is uh, pretty solid. Do they have it at? Place? I doubt they have it at place. Um, but I have trouble not buying games, so if I see it, I will happily buy it, and we can play it together. Cool. <laughs> We'll make it a show. Yeah. Um, It'd be a pretty terrible show to listen to. It'd be really terrible to listen to. Um, we'll, we should... Okay. If you if you ever find it and buy it, yeah. we should do it to celebrate the start of the Tour de France. Sounds good. When's that? July? Okay. We got time. Yeah. We can have like a Tour de France inaugural episode. Yeah. And you'll get to listen to us be really boring and play a game about bicycles. I, I really don't think that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got low standards for this show, but yeah, that's it absolutely won't work. That's that's real low. Um, so I haven't eaten anything today <laughs> except cereal. <laughs> I had some corn pops today. Like I for did you really? Yeah. I like a corn pop. Yeah, we have uh, the little like cafeteria boxes of cereal that you like uh, tear the top off and pour your milk right into. Yeah, the single serving boxes. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I don't put milk in them, but I just I'll just like grab a box of corn pops and munch on it. Oh, you don't put milk in it? No, it's like a snack. You just eat it right out of the box. Yeah, there's certain cereals that work that way. Yeah, corn pops, I think, are one of those. Like Frosted Flakes wouldn't be as good. No, I enjoyed some uh, 
Quaker oatmeal squares. Are those like fr- like it was like frosted mini wheats? They're like well, they're like shredded wheat okay. squares, but they're not frosted. Mm. Um, but they're real. I like it's a grandpa cereal for sure. Yeah, right, like full of fibers to keep you regular. <laughs> um, but they're really good. Okay. Um, but that's the kind of thing you could do without milk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like Cheerios. Eh. I mean, I, I ate Cheerios as a kid without them. Middling. Uh, Apple Jacks are real good without milk. Apple Jacks are great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I woke up this morning and ate cereal for breakfast at home. <laughs> and then I went to work and remembered that it was cereal day at work. And so you had lots of cereal. And then I like had a bowl of cereal on my break and then and had another one lunch. on my other break. <laughs> and then, like I just ate a bunch of bowls of cereal today. Because there's a dozen or there's like yeah. 15 different cereals. And there I you get go. to have a bunch of different Try cereals. Try a little bit of everything. Yeah. Someone was mad. Someone was upset that grape nuts were not provided. I don't understand. Like, really? Like, I get that there's like five people in the world who love grape nuts. I mean, why eat grape nuts when you just have some hot gravel? <laughs> right. I remember being forced to eat grape nuts as a child because I think my dad really likes grape nuts. <laughs> And they were around, and I was like, I want cereal. And he'd be like, have a bowl of cereal. Have some grape nuts. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's like they're, it's like if, uh, what are they called, Pop Rocks? It's like if Pop Rocks were made of poop. <laughs> like they're just hard, brown, <laughs> tiny nuggets. Pop Rocks, but like angry at the world. But, yeah. <laughs> no pop no pop yeah right no pop no flavor yeah or no sweetness i used to like dump just table sugar onto (laughs) bowls of grape nuts to try to make survive yeah 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 that's that's a that's a certain choice for cereals Uh, yeah um speaking of eating yeah uh after editing our previous episode Mm -hmm. where we talked a lot about fast food yeah did i tell you this I don't think so. We haven't talked since the last time we got together. Okay. Um, after I finished editing. Yeah. At like 9, yeah. 9.30. Okay. And then I rode my bike to Taco Bell and go to Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> There's the new double, triple Crunchwrap that's going on. I got the double one. <laughs> it was really good. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I, I texted you immediately after leaving the picture of my you uh, McDouble. A, a McDouble, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was satisfying and yeah, it was everything good. you wanted. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, so when Amy was out of town, I went to Wendy's like three times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. It's super close. It's so it's good. easy. Yeah. But it, it was funny because like, Wendy's is, like Taco Bell is kind of a a unique fast food restaurant. Yeah. Because it feels like it's always full of shame. <laughs> One of the ingredients, right? Like they have a shame gun. Yeah, uh, but like, like I walked in and it was it was kind of late, so no one was there, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anybody standing. I haven't been to a Taco Bell with other people in it in years. <laughs> <laughs> like there wasn't anyone standing behind the counter, like right behind the counter no. when I walked in, because the guy was like sweeping the floor. Yeah, and he like looks up, like holding his broom, and looks at me, and is like, "Oh, you probably want food, right?" So he like slowly like <laughs> walks around the counter. And then finds his way behind yeah. the register. What can I get you? And the, it's like, make me 
make please do anything to make me feel less guilty about what's about to happen no and they don't like no. they lean into making you feel bad for being it hey they got all. a brand they got to stick to it they do have a brand and it's a spicy crunchy <laughs> layered brand i'm glad you enjoyed it though i i did and then i really quickly afterwards didn't enjoy well, that's, it that's, that's taco bell yeah um yeah it was all right yeah but I, like i'm glad i got it out of my system yeah, there you go right for a while figuratively and literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like i probably have like another six months before it needs to before happen you need again. another crunchwrap supreme yeah yeah i saw the ads on hulu and i was like oh jesse's gonna need one of those yeah i sure did and yeah like the guy like speaking of leaning into the guilt the guy asked he was like do you want our new double one and i was like <laughs> You know I do. Yeah. Like don't act, don't make me say it. Just you have to. Just do it and get it over with. Please. Yeah, yeah I feel you. It's like it's like when I get the second McRib for a dollar. Right. Like don't make me say yeah, it's it. Like, yes. Yes just, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so shameful. Yeah. I just accidentally popped off the tab on the second. And beer it's in can, your beer now. It fell into the beer. Is that like dirty and gross? It's fine. I'm not worried. I mean, about a rat it. probably pooped on it, but it's fine. We talked about eating bug pellets. We did. We, we talked about eating bugs like two episodes in a row. That's right. It was bug bread. Yeah. What do you know? It's cool. We're picking up themes. Yeah. Fast food, bugs, <laughs> trains, probably. Hashtag <Yeah>. brands. <laughs>